You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Scarlet's Fever, the home of Sospan Central and Westerer is Besterer. Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Scarlet's Fever podcast. Joining me, Big M, this evening is Guion David, former chairman, current committee member for Newcastle MNRFC. Good evening, Guion. How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad, Martin. How's it going over there? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, probably stuck in the worst room of the house. I got a lot of flow coming behind me, as you might see now. <laughs> so, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. What you do with the club? Uh, so, yeah. So, as my, my name is Guillaume David. I I've been on the committee basically since I moved back uh, to the area. Uh, I was in Cardiff until about 2012. Moved back to the area. Um, I was on the committee then since about 2014-15. Uh, uh, just you know, just happy to do anything for the club, really. As in my my dad, my dad's been on the tannoy on the on the loudspeaker for for years, for twenty years. So I'm starting, I'm I'm learning the ropes there. So if he's not around, I'm the one up in the box these days. Uh, and yeah, I got on the committee then and became chairman. Then uh, I think I think what do you call it? Not a poison chalice, but I think the the, the prophet of doom. I got made chairman in September 19, and as you can imagine, by by March 20, COVID hit. So I was chairman for three years and never got a full season, really, under <laughs> my belt. So uh, no, back on the committee now, and yeah, as you say, ha- happy to be in the club. I'm in charge of um, you know the the program and the and the sponsorship side of things then for the for the club. That's brilliant. Anything you can do for the club. So I'm guessing we'll be hearing uh, the David family voices for generations if you're up in Emlyn. Well, you never know. You never know. Yeah. So so dad's, dad's still around. Still lives in the area. But um, yeah, I do tend to get up. There. It's nice and warm up there as well. As in, you can imagine the recent uh, weather. Um, I think uh, I could I could have about twenty people in the box these days. The, the <laughs> how cold it is outside. So no, it's it's nice and warm up there, and uh, no, it's it's going well. That's good to see. So let's talk about uh, this past weekend. Dunvant at home, a, a good win. So, what what was the game like? Give me a quick rundown. Well, you know that I, I think that, that's the best first half I've seen. I've seen all season, to be honest. And um, you know, we were thirty, well, thirty-three, thirty-five nil at half time. Bonus point in the bag, five tries, five different scorers by half time. And and to be honest, you know, Dun but I know I know Dunbent were, were struggling a bit um with injuries as well. But you know, the, the you know the, the ruthlessness of the play was was unbelievable to us. And you know, it it, it kept kept the crowd going. It's you know, a smallish crowd, as you can imagine, in the start of start of January. It's it's a it's a tough time for, for clubs to have games and stuff. But it really, really cheered up the crowd. And just just a well. It felt a bit uh, disappointing at the end, as in you know we we let Dunvant in for four tries in the second half, and they got a bonus point. As in, I think we always knew 
they wouldn't get within seven. But I think the fact that they got, you know, four tries, as in, although we scored seven ourselves, it's just a bit, and um, you know, we're, we're pretty close, close together up, up in the, well, the, the upper, upper mid table, as it were. Um, but, you know, you know Stefan Evans at 10 was, you know, back to his best, you know, the ball in two hands, Barry John's style in the, in the centre there. And Alex, Alex Williams, and he's been playing hooker for, oh, for, for a couple of years now, but he was back at eight. Uh, since uh, a few games now back at eight, and he's he's just had a, like a new lease of life. So no, he's he's um he's pumped some you know energy into the back row as well. So, but um yeah, it was oh, it was great to see to be fair. And uh, another and and one of the you know um, young player we've got in the Scalis Academy, Max, the the best the best uh, surname I think we got in the club, Max Rodelodder. So he's he's at number seven. He's just come up you know shot through in youth last year, shot through. And he had two tries last uh, the weekend before, two tries for for his university in midweek, and then another another great performance as well. So yeah, the the back row. Once you've got a back row going, you know you can really drill into teams around the rack and stuff. So that that really put us a platform to play well. But um, yeah, forty five twenty six I think it was at the end. But um, yeah, great great match, and hopefully we can carry on this week now as well. So a nineteen point win and you're annoyed you learn a few tries at the end. That's that's oh, it's it's oh it, it was it was so that first half, you know, I was we were buzzing half time and I think, you know, the point is because we got you know tough matches coming up, you know, we, we took a few players off sub at half time and such just to just to keep them fresh and stuff. But yeah, it's it's one of those things I, you know, I'm sure a lot of teams have seen it as in you're you're pretty comfortable. Then you start, you know, investing a few players for the future for the you know, future weeks, and yeah, just uh, something doesn't quite click then in that second half, and you and you, <laughs> I should have gone for a pint half time, left it there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good plan, but uh, don't know if that's going to be happening this weekend. You've uh, got just just a minor game this oh, weekend. No well at all now in your your upper mid table clash. Um, I, I call it the battle for fourth away the stands in my mind. Well, but, uh, I was, I was, yeah, I was checking the table earlier. As in, so if we, if we, if we beat them, okay, if if we get a bonus point win, we'll be we'll be equal points. But if we beat them, we'll be within one point with two games in hand. And you know, that's a very nice place because Cymric have been, you know, they've been, they've been sneaking those wins all season. I think you know. I I know a lot of Cymric boys. You know, I'm, my wife's from the from that area as well. Oh. Uh, but uh, I I never go well. I never go that far down. I, although I I'm moving house uh, in the future down to that area. But I think I'll have to put the blinkers on and uh, speed down to Emlyn oh, yeah. every Saturday. In, in doors, you know, <laughs> I'll be lynched down in Emlyn if I if I stopped in Cymric. But uh, no, they and they've been. You know, I think they'll admit themselves. You know that. They came up in third last last season. It was and them, and I think they felt you know, they might be the underdogs this year. But you know they've been winning those matches and just sneaking the wins. And while we've been losing by one or two points, they've been winning. So you know the gaps grown quite a bit. As in, and they they they're going great guns. So I think we're you know we're pretty similar with regard to community and everything. You know to massive Welsh speaking derby yeah. teams, you know, it's oh, it's a great atmosphere every time. But um it, well, we were supposed to play them before Christmas. But uh <laughs> I think that they're jinxing us as well as in but the only weekend that we had frost, we had to cancel that match. And now again this weekend, look there's snow, ice, but I think I think we should I, I haven't seen a committee pray so much for rain in years, but we're praying for rain over the next 24 hours because I think we'll be all right. The, the, the weather forecast okay. But, you know, we, we've got 14 tables booked in for a big sponsor match, uh, big game, big crowd expected. So I, it'll, it'll be, you know, it'll be getting if, if we have to cancel again, but it looks promising. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's time now. We have, Yeah, it's time. We're, we're up for this one. And, yeah, with that... You know, with that incentive of just getting that close to them for the for the season running, I think uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one this Saturday. Come down for a spin. <laughs> can I get a prediction? Well, from me, the committee yeah. member for Emily, but it, I no, 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> terrible. Bloody terrible. Okay, well, we've, we've moved past last week and this week. So uh, tell me a bit more about the club. What, what sort of facilities are there? If, uh, if, if we decide to come and play or have a ch- look around Newcastle Emlyn, what, what have the club got to offer for his, his players? So, um, you know, again, well, since, since I moved back, as in everything's moved down now to, to pitch side, basically. Um, you know, we, we used to have the clubhouse on the bridge there. And you have to, you know, you have to walk quite a, quite a length on the, on the pavement to, to see the pitch and, you know, the, the clubhouse is, is down by the pitch. But now everything's moved down there uh, since about 2011. So we got a, yeah, so four, you know, four changing rooms block and uh, like a long room above. So that's been there for a, for a few years. And as I say, since 2011, you got a massive function room. Um, I don't know if you've been to the Royal Welsh recently, Martin, but um, in, in the Charolais in the Royal Welsh, they got like a, a brick wall of, you know, you can sponsor a brick as in. So we've got this very similar thing uh, up there um, where it's, it's very interesting, like a pyramid of bricks, basically, mostly, you know, local people buying sponsored bricks that, that again, feeds the club again. Uh, great bar, um, you know the, the the emblem is all over the place. Uh, nicely done, as in you know um, I know Kevin Thomas, uh, uh, a local businessman with, with the windows and stuff. He he was um, essential in in getting that uh, clubhouse going, and you know it, it's an impressive building in itself. And then massive car park, you know, so for weddings and stuff. You know we 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 um we we got a license for the wedding and for the parties as well. You know afterwards. Uh, there's a massive car park, plenty of parking. The third pitch is just in front of, of the clubhouse. And then you're down then to another two pitches, floodlights and everything. Uh, the stadium. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. You can't say the stadium. The main stand, um, we got, you know, the seating came from the old arms park. As in, I remember when it, when it was um, taken down in 98, 99. So we got the, a chunk of the seating. So that's the, the main stand, I think. It's about uh, 200, I, I can't remember now, with regard to seating. There's the tannoy system, as, as I was talking to earlier. But, um, oh, yeah, but so, yeah, three pitches uh, with a hub as well, you know, community hub, uh, giving blood, you know, vaccines, you know. <laughs> Just flew now, as in it, it's calmed down a bit, doesn't it? But uh, the, there's a club choir, you know, male voice choir there. Um, you know, even the Alzheimer's support, prostate support, you know, the, the local local charities, they, they meet there as well. And also, you know, I, I can't, I, I'm not sure if, if many clubs um, can stage, you know, their, their own annual dinner in, in the clubhouse itself. And, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to have plenty of room for that then every every May. So, um, yeah, plenty of room, you know, uh, YFC dances, um, you know, everything you can think of in West Wales. We, we, we've got it down there anyway, Martin. So, um, yeah, uh, it'll be a pleasure to get you down now. I'm not sure if if you're busy for the rest of the season, but make sure where you get down, yeah. I'll, I'll have to make a special effort to come down one game. I've, I've, I've been roped in now, haven't I? Oh, <laughs> yes. It sounds like you've got quite a lot going on, and you really are central to the community with all the charity and all the blood drives, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's obviously great here in that, you know, the, our rugby clubs are still a major part of our community. So uh, what, what about in the future? Are there any plans, anything, any developments coming down the line that we can look forward to? Um, well, you know, one thing we are looking into, uh, it's early stages yet, but to, to get some planning and, and to get like a, you know, a, a training barn, a real, you know, it's, you, know, you can imagine how wet it is. We're, we're right by the river, you know, when the river floods, you know, it it floods. <laughs> you know, we, we've had... Uh, Tackle bags turning up in cardigan, stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a joke, ironically. But uh, so getting a training van, as in we got a, a bit of space, you know, up the top. We got a little gym in the back, but we got we got a bit you of. Mention the gym in the facilities. That's a massive part for players. It is, so uh, so yeah, so getting a, an all weather van, and um, that's you know that that's been on on the radar for a while. But it you know we, we get we're in touch with Cardigan Council and stuff like that just to just to get the ball rolling to see what's possible. But you know ideally you know that uh, for the for the minis and juniors you know as well as in yeah. every every Thursday or Wednesday with the girls as well as in you know if it's well if it's like you know if it's like last night frozen solid or what's usually so wet it's not nice to to play in, in in that weather and stuff so to get something like that would 
would really you know boost participation as well i think um so we, we'll see how it goes but um yeah it's, it's looking uh, slightly promising yeah so we've touched a bit on uh, last week and this week in terms of games so uh, you know your season so far like obviously you came up in second alongside Krimik Sangenek so you know how has it gone so far for you you, you hit your expectations did you, were you hoping for more how 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 has it turned out so far I, I think overall, you know, we, we thought, you know, when you hear about top five going up, you think, well, yeah, but that's, that's the aim, you know. You've got, you've got Naboth, Breck and Llangenech, maybe, and it has turned out like that, as in they look at, like just a, a class above, really, when, when we've played them, as in they, they look a you know, solid outfit, all three of them. Um, afterwards, then, you know, you've got about, I don't know, four or five of us vying for those two, you know, fourth and fifth, and I think that's where we we hope to be. Um, and it's overall, I think it, it's worked out, you know, pretty as we thought, Jelly. I think we've lost a couple of games we should have won, which would have made it the table look a bit a bit healthier uh, at this time. But yeah, overall, I, we we can't complain really. It it looks it looks okay. But um, yeah, we're in the mix for that top five, and I, I think you know that, that's where we wanted to be, and hopefully we'll we'll do it as well. Well, I've uh, had a look at the table, gone through your results so far this season, and you, you've only played four games at home, and you've won three of them, so you're, you're building yourself quite a fortress, you know, ten, was it, like ten or so games to go, and you've got seven of them at home, so, you know, that, that's major coming into the second end of the season. And, yeah, and, well, now this might be jinxing it as well, but, you know, because Brecken and Arbeth have been postponed with us, as in Brecken just before Christmas, and Narbeth well, they were supposed to play a, a cup game on they this weekend, so that's why that's been postponed. So they they they're both going to be played right at the end of the season, like sixth and thirteenth of April. Now, not saying you know, not counting my chickens, but that they they would probably be up by then. So as in, it might it might play out uh, you know okay for us, but um, as in we, we have to you know we have to make our move before then, of course. As in you do you you know on a normal season you'd expect to lose those two maybe um because now both are you know so i think reckon and i'm unsure if they've done you know what we thought they'd do as in they haven't absolutely hammered teams now both have put a, a few big scores up you know reckon i don't know they're they're they're, they're about obviously but i'm thinking has started motoring now as well oh. as in, and we've got them away you know uh week after uh, next week as well but um, yeah, apart from that, it's, oh, it's it's such a good league, you know. As in we, last last year we felt you know so many games got cancelled and just weren't played basically because teams were struggling, um, teams were pulling out. There was you know there wasn't any penalty for cancelling games and stuff, so we felt we were a bit in limbo, and a, a few of our home games were cancelled as well because you know we were the probably the furthest away for a few of the teams and they they didn't come they, they didn't come in the end, but this year. You know, it's really competitive league, as in, you know, I know there's been a few hammerings now and again, but they seem to be a bit, you know, a uh, bit of a rarity, really. But apart from that, as in, we've got some crackers, you know, and close games, you know, just sneaking wins, just just not clicking and shooting ourselves in the foot, stuff like that. So it looks a really good league. And, you know, well, hopefully, if we can make top five, as in, Looking, you know, it'll be a massively tough league next year, but hopefully we'll be in the mix anyway. Oh, happy days. So if I rock up on Saturday now, I, I get to the club gates. How much is it going to cost me to get in to watch a game? Well, you, Martin, just have a word with me. It's so it's all right. Uh, no, uh, we're, uh, so we're six pounds, six pounds for adults, four pounds for um, pensioners. Um, I was I was at the, on the gate last year, uh, last week actually, and the, the amount of people I had to pretend that I thought they should be paying six pounds was uh, was funny, you know, you don't want to offend anyone, you know, so a six pound please, no, no, oh, I didn't want to say, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, any anyone under 16s then in, in for free, uh, no problem, uh, and yeah, we just like to get them through the gates, you know, it's, um, there's a, there's a programme you've got, I thought I'd preempt your next question, maybe, but the 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 match day program, you know, obviously with the team sheet and stuff, that's like an insert, you know, a paper insert. But we have a like a, a proper then proper sponsors booklet then. Oh, nice! So a sixty-four pager, and you know, you you know, 
64 pages and we can probably make about, I don't know, six or seven thousand pounds just by selling um, adverts for, for the season. So we, we print about 1,500 of those off at the start of the season then and just yeah, slip the insert and, and give it out. And that, that's the, there's so many, there's so many supportive businesses around Emlyn, even, even a bit further, you know, you've got a, but very good businesses within Emlyn and in the surrounding areas. They're, they're more than happy, you know, to pay, you know, 50 quid or 100 pounds for a full page or whatever. And we, I fill it quite easily, but um, it's, and we get Gomer then, you know, in Llandysil. So they they print them off for us and they chuck in, you know, 50 posters then for, for the fixtures every year uh, for free. And I put those around the businesses in town and stuff and the pubs. And um, yeah, it gets, gets, Gets the gets the local area involved, and I, they've all. I don't know if they if they look forward to getting me around June asking for money, but a, a poster usually softens the blow a bit for them. To be fair, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I always ask for a program. I I love the clubs that still have their paper programs. They still give them with the with entry. It's it's, it's a it's a major part of it for me. It's part of the experience. It, like especially when I when I was a kid growing up, my grandfather always took me to games. You know, pay you a couple of quid edge. Like, I'm surprised that you were still six pound in the championship. That's that's unreal value. And, I, I, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I was I was up in Crimmich. Um, <laughs> I remember I, I forgot this was uh, going out public. I was up in Crimmich uh, the other week because I got just got <laughs> I got an invite from their sponsors, but we were away, so um, you know, Port Albert was too far for me, so I went up to Crimmich instead. <laughs> But um, I think it was the same there. It was six pound, four pound, I think somewhere like that. But uh, so I'm not sure about um, further east or down in Arbeth or whatever. But um, I think six pound was what we had when we were in the championship last. Um, so we came down the league. We didn't, you know, we didn't put it down to five pound. As in six pound is a, when you're on the gate, it's a bit awkward. Yeah, you got to give the change. <laughs> it is a bit of a pain, but uh, no, it's it's still it's cheap, you know. For 90 minutes of, of great quality, as in, to be honest, I'd rather watch Newcastle Emlyn play than, you know, you, any of the regions at the moment, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's, you, because you know the players and you get a feel for the club and, it, you know, I don't know, the, the noise might be bigger in a little stand in Newcastle Emlyn than it is in a you know, half-empty stadium elsewhere. So it's 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 a great day out, you know, and um, I'm, I'm trying to sell it now, but uh, yeah, I see, oh. see you down soon, Martin. Happy days. No, you don't have to sell it. Um, me and one of the boys on your hill, um, cat boy, we started calling him now. I, I won't go into that, but it, it's something different. But I uh, know we've been following the Quins as much as we can. You know, yeah. Premier League. We know we don't have W or awesome. You know, they're going for it. So we we thrown a lot in with the Quins, and when we got to see him last Thursday, he was he was bloody outstanding watching that game, and the quality was was unreal. I mean, the standards coming below. Yeah. That gap isn't what people always think it is. I mean, I know they're moving on with this EDC stuff, but this if, if you play the right way, it's amazing what you can do. Yeah. Uh, less of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've gone through all your seniors. We know what you're going off. Uh, let's talk about your, your mini and juniors. So, uh, what, what, what do your minis and juniors look like? Do you have a full section or have you got bits and pieces? No, a full set, yeah. So, um, uh, under sevens, under eights are together usually because you know when when you start if you you can't really start with an under six under sevens because you have to be six so it yeah. you know it's, it's a bit awkward that year but yeah from there then and all the way up then to under sixteens and to the youth and uh and what have you um, at least two coaches for every team and a manager as well because of you know DBSs and this kind of stuff as in. Uh, a manager is pretty essential these days, we find. Yeah. There's so much, you know, nitty-gritty and con contacting parents and getting the consent forms for videos and photos, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a bit more of a hassle than it used to be. So, um, but, you know, volunteer-wise, as in, we can't complain at all, as in, it, it's been great to, you know, the chairman, treasurer as well, um, secretary for the for the minis and junior section. We've got the Wibir Rod then. So the Wibir Rod is... Um, yeah. technically, it's not, technically, it's not our... Uh, Girl section. It's it's a it's a hub. It's a local hub, but you know it's, it's been held with us in Newcastle for for, for well, since the start really for for years. So yeah, the Wibir and the Wibir Rod is you know the, the, the name is pretty linked to Newcastle Emlyn anyway. If if you knew your Newcastle Emlyn history, Martin, uh, yeah, the the Wibir was um, 
but the the monster that encircled the castle and poisoned the river when it died and the blood flew down the TV and that kind of stuff. So yes, there's a bit of mythological uh, magic to Newcastle Emlyn. The, the castle, you know, you can see the castle from the from the club. It's right next door, but well, if you can swim. Uh, but uh, so the Wibberod have been there for years. So the Wibberod train on a Wednesday, I think, these days, and the, all the minis and juniors then uh, train on the on the Thursday. And then the seniors and the youth then train on the Tuesday and the Thursday. Uh, the ladies, the ladies team, we've well, they started last year, but they you know, after one year they were in the national league. Uh, so they've been in the league since September. So they play on Sundays. Again, it's it's tough, you know. Because we're in the National League, as in we're in with you know, people like Pothcowl and Morris, and you know, they're pretty far away, as in, so if there's late cancellations and that kind of thing, it's, it's a, bit of a bit of a pain. But I think that's the, those are the bumps I think the ladies' teams are going to have to deal with for a, for a few years, I think, until a few more teams pop up and get, get going. But um, yeah, it's great that they're, they're still involved and you know, go, going well. Um, so yeah, hopefully it'll it'll carry on for years. And as in, you know, we had a ladies team back in the nineties. Uh, they stopped for a while, and now the the interest is back. And you know, we got I don't know twenty five thirty on on the on the books again, straight away. So yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can stick with it again now. Not far off a second women team with those numbers, but you all sound good, <laughs> Yeah. No, I, oh, you... I know fair play. Yeah. You touched on yourself there. You've uh, you've got a youth team running. So um, where are your youth are concerned, obviously when they're playing, how how do you transition? You know, what's your in, your internal player pathway? Is is your plan of guiding your youth through to the seniors straight to the first, or, or do you have a second that you really you, you, you know, guide them yeah, in nice and smooth? Yeah, I think you know since they've changed to under 18s it's it's tough, you know, especially for. Maybe the youth forwards, especially, as in just to jump from youth straight to seconds, it is tough. We we have you know we've got a we've got a strong seconds team. Um, again, it's hit and miss with with fixtures, and then you know our boys are keen to play every match, but it doesn't always work out like that. Um, so again, it's it's keeping that interest. Uh, so it, you know, if if you get a bad year, as in they just lose interest, or so they look for a maybe a neighbouring club that are in the league. You know, that's, that's the issue. As in, hopefully, uh, I, I know the WRA were looking again at, at getting seconds teams into the National League. I know there's a bit of hoo-ha about uh, the... Uh, the what, <laughs> we won't go into politics or something like that, but as in, I can... You know, because our seconds are... Because we're quite isolated, as in, we're not in the middle of, you know, the the, the East, the, like Cardiff, the Valleys and stuff like that. You know, we're, we're not going to take anyone's players and I think that's that's the main sticking point I think the WRA were uh, worried about that the seconds teams will nick players from the firsts of neighbouring teams and the firsts will die in those teams but again Newcastle is slightly you know pretty unique as in we're, we're far from everywhere um, and that that's not probably going to happen as in even our firsts you know I say like 80-90% uh, have come through the youth as in the local boys you know um, so hopefully, I know the youth this year now. You know they had a sticky start. They're, they're getting getting their confidence back now. A new coaching team as well. Uh, there, uh, they're getting their feet under them now. Um, I think I'm right in saying that they've got they're like slightly um, bottom heavy, so they won't lose a lot of youth next year. So hopefully that'll be a bit of continuity. Um, but again, you know the our firsts. I'd say so. You're you're looking at our firsts back line. Five of those were in the same youth team, like you know, ten years ago. So that that youth team was incredibly strong. They all came up together. They all nearly started, you know, just just before we got into the championship. They all started playing together, and that's what's pushed it up into in the championship in the first place. But the problem is, obviously, they're all now about thirty. So in a few years' time, they're all going to leave at the same time as well, which which is always a risk. So. Um, yeah, getting blooding new youngsters, but although you know on the other hand, I, th I think a backline is easier to fix than than the forwards. I know we've got a we've got a, a lighter pack this year, I think, and that, that's where we maybe you know if we are struggling in a few games, that's where we'd struggle in the in the pack maybe because um, it's it's a young pack, 
um, with with a few old heads like uh, Di Pasties and Alex and, and those boys. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be. But yeah, we wouldn't have. You know, I think we're 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 aiming for the, you know, for for, for promotion this year. And there's no point saying oh we're safe uh, staying as we are. As in, what's the point of that? You know, but the boys the boys want to play at a higher level. Why not? Why not give it a go? You know, whatever happens, happens. But you know that that's that's where we wanted to be in, in the championship last year. You know, in the well, I know it's championship West now, but in the championship last time, you know, we, we stayed there for four years, held our own. I think we were probably maybe favourites to go down every year, maybe, but held our own. And you know, mid-table jobs against you know Pontypools and you know these these guys. You know, and to be to be fair, you know, Trebanos and. Um, uh, Tata, that they were up there back then. You know, I know they're struggling a bit now in in the league with us, but it's it's peaks and troughs in in rugby, isn't it? Especially at lower league, as in you you get the luck of the draw maybe with a strong youth as we as we did a few years ago. But um, yeah, it's peaks and troughs, and uh, hopefully we can keep it going anyway. No, that that's the exact attitude to have. Why not? Let's go for it. And um, when you've got someone like Di Pasties in your squad, you you've got to be going for the for the top, the elite level. You you can't keep him undercover for the rest of his life. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think you know, Dai now is on is on the coaching staff. You know, and I think that's that's continuity within the club. And then you know, um, Mark Lloyd was with us for for years. You know, for the championship, he was he was the head coach. So he left uh, two years ago. So Charles Gale is there now, who was you know who was assistant to Mark at the time. You got Stefan Evans, who plays ten. So what is he? He's uh, just had his 30th, I think, or 29, 29-year-old 29 um, backs coach. You've got Di Pasties then. Now then, don't want to insult him. I think, is he 33, 34? That might be being nice to die, you know. So, but, uh, you know, he's forwards coach. You've got Sean Edwards. You know, he's in his 20s as skills coach. You know, it's a, it's a young coaching squad as well. And, again, local boys. And, you know, if since they want to stick around, as in, you know, why not? As in, it's, it's, it's great having them on board. And, yeah, it's uh, it's look, you know, it's there's continuity there, and you know, and um, robustness really, isn't it? You know, it's a steady, steady way of doing things. I think. That's, you know, you're answering questions, and not even asking. You know, your coaching setup, that's brilliant. I'm loving it. Um, let's talk about some some of the obviously we all know the likes of Gareth Davis and Scott Williams. Uh, I think Gareth Thomas as well as he he's come through Newcastle. Yeah, well, so, um, I think yeah, Scott. Scott and Gareth, you know, were the well, were the main two, as in as in Gareth's still there. The fair play is he's come back, you know, he went for a for a bit, but he's now back and before the World Cup he was back to his best, um, to be honest. Um then Josh Josh Turnbull, um, you know, Cardiff captain for a few years and you know, he he's <laughs> and he, he was coaching with us, you know, um a few years ago. I know he's in Quinns now, isn't he? So yeah. uh but he was coaching with us, you know, the amount of you know, experience he brought to the coach. You know, the, the, the boys loved having him around. Just, just you know, the I think a bit of the gravitas of having a, you know, a blues player or Cardiff. I don't know what I'm supposed to say now. All but, them are blues. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone outside Cardiff calls them a blues. Winds yeah. and up, that is brilliant. Exactly, exactly. And yes, yeah, as, as you say, Gareth Thomas, I think, you know, he's he's come, well, later than usual, as as you do as in front row, you know, but uh, and he's he's around town, you know, his his wife, um, not his wife, I don't, his his mother, his mother runs the the women's shop in Newcastle Emlyn. Uh, better better give me near a shout, Edida J in Newcastle Emlyn. So and his cousin then is Steph, who plays prop for the Scarlets, you know. So um, so Steph has come through the ranks as well. You got Oshan Davis then as well, who's um in Llandivri. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's a he's right? Yeah, so he he's he was playing with us a couple. Of, he played, uh, I think one of the last he played is his father played, and you know back in the day, um, in the in the two thousands, his father. And he, I'm sure he shared a field with his father when he was like seventeen or something. His father was just coming to the end of his career, so both of them played for Emlyn uh, at one point. But um, but he's you know he's he's been hit in the gym. He, he looks. It's ridiculous, as in, you know, what is he? Is he mid-twenties by now? He seems to have grown so much, as in, you know, I know you can grow wider going to the gym, but he seems to have gotten taller as well. So he, he looks a beast at the moment as well. And and to be fair, you know, Seanette Harris is is a, um, a Newcastle Emlyn, I know, down in Whitland from Aberdeen on herself. Um, and uh, Ellie Chomans now is, again, under-18s uh, women's. 
they're playing the center i think he scored a few tries up, out in canada over the summer so um yeah there's a uh, the girls as well are, are coming through uh, slowly as well which is which is great to see to be fair so these are all the current and and well near, near in the end of their career then for some of them let's, let's say <laughs> i would um, say that uh, martin possibly within within three years within five years i'll be, I'll be generous <laughs> so uh <laughs> What about future talents coming out? Uh, you've already mentioned uh, Matt Rodelada. I uh, can't believe I missed him on my list. Forget it. You've had um, you've had Harry Fuller with you this season, and uh, a, a rather young one. You've got uh, Thomas Evans, who's in the under sixteens, but he's uh, been selected for the Scarlet Eighteen. So, you know, the centre that he is, that's that's a, that's a great going at that age. Well, that is that is huge to be honest, and you know, t- to be honest, because I you know. Because I'm not, I suppose, because I'm not a father of someone of that age, you know, that that's when you get into the minis and juniors and you, yeah. you see these boys coming through. But um, I know, I know Harry, Harry Fuller, you know, he's come to us this season as in he, he's not a project with us, to, to be to be fair, uh, unless I take some uh, some praise that I shouldn't. But yeah, Tom Moss has been, you know, to get into an under 18s team when you're when you're basically under 16 is, is pretty special. So hopefully he can, he can go from strength to strength. Um, Stefan Evans as well was in the academy. He's um, we've got two Stefan Evans. Just not to confuse, he's he's, he's not the thirty-year-old one, but uh, Stefan Evans and basically his his mother uh, Neris is the bar manager, is the club manager for us. So um, and does an amazing job as well. To be fair, so I thought I'd give Neris a mention. But uh, yeah, Stefan Evans has come through. He's he's had a couple of injuries this this season. Uh, to be fair to him, because he he's just you know just come up through the academy, so he's like eighteen, nineteen, I think. So he's just started yeah. playing for the for the for the seniors when he when he's when he's uh, when he's fit, obviously. Uh, I think another one that you know. Kean Jones, I've got a name. Who was? Kean Jones, I've got another one who was with the Scarlet Eighteens last season. Kean Jones was in there. I think he's he's on permit in Aberdeen now. I, I think for now, for now, hopefully he'll come back. But his 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 father used to play for us number nine. I think he played for Quinns as well. Emir Jones. He's be he, and he played for Fenethi as well, I think. So Emir is still, you know, in the club on the committee as well, in, in involved with the minis and juniors. But I think one name that you know might be uh, good to keep an eye on is is Caio James. Now he he was in the mix in the academy, but he's, he's gone to Hartbury. Yeah. Um, he's played Hartbury's he's played Hartbury's under 18s. He's captained Gloucester under 18s and scored a try against Quinns the other day. He's in the under 18s Welsh squad as well, the training squad. So I think he might, you know, and well, as they may know, you know, David Jenkins was a former Hartbury boy, wasn't he? And he's the youngest captain since Gareth Edwards, I think, the second youngest captain. So I don't know, Caio James, he, he might be one to to look out for in future. And we're keeping an eye on him, certainly. But uh, I was in I was in the same year as his father in school, which really makes me feel old now but uh yeah so Caio Caio is certainly one to one to look out for as well in future so every single player has more or less got a sibling and not a sibling a relative or father who's played once before that that seems like this this is the makeup of the club <laughs> but yeah you're right there it's it it's and you know one of the one of the other really nice things about Emlyn is you know I'm I'm a Welsh speaker myself you know first language and it's you know, I would hazard a guess probably if 90%, 95% maybe of those in the clubhouse on a Saturday would speak Welsh, as in not maybe not first language, but they certainly be fluent in it. And I think that's something that's that's grown. I don't know if it's since COVID or something, or since you know, people started socializing again. And I know the Welsh language has been, you know, Wrexham and stuff like that. You know, it, it's it's all feeding into the Welsh language experience at the moment. But you know, you just hear Diolcho, you know, Doy Bain, please, you know, the, these small things by the bar. And I think everybody's making maybe just a slight, slightly more of an effort these days. And I, it just brings a smile to your face, you know. And um, I think the, the Welshness of Newcastle Emlyn Rugby Club is something that's really, you know, drawn me in. As in, it's, it's, it's great just to go out on a Saturday. And I'll I sometimes go to the match, leave the match, and I won't speak in English at all. It's it's that it's that you know ingrained in in the local area, to be honest. So it yeah, it's, it brings a smile to the face, to be honest. Yeah, it's great. That's brilliant, yeah. Especially with everything going on with the Welsh language, you know, pushing it for that million speakers. 
I'm not in that category yet. I am slowly learning. I've got my I'll little, I'll little, I'll little I'll <laughs> I've got my little language app on my phone. I am trying. So uh, maybe keep going, Dalati, Dalati. So unless I mean, we've spoke about so much about the club that I, I think I already know why you love it so much. But no, why Newcastle Eminent for you? What makes it so special to you? Um, well, you know, and although I was, well, I was born in Wrexham, ironically, speaking about them earlier, but, um, you know, my, my mother came from Pembrokeshire, North Pembrokeshire, so we moved down in 84 when I was about four. Um, I was in, you know, I was in the Newcastle Emily Neville Vale game in 97, you know, and I think that's, I was actually just Googling that just before I, I came to speak to you, and, and there's a, there's like an, oh, there's an eight minute, you know, on Hin or Crown Dye, you know, the, uh, the Welsh language, um, uh, magazine programs and there's like an eight minute section of that you know with people like Simon Thomas who you know he's down in uh, in Pembroke you know but he's he's big in the Royal Welsh and stuff and he's talking you know as probably a fresh-faced I don't know 20 year old or something and I, it just took me back to to that that match and you know going to Hooker's nightclub as it was it, it's gone now and a lot of people will be glad to glad to hear but going there after the match and you know Kingsley Jones and Byron Hayward and those boys were there drinking and enjoying themselves uh, and it's that was in the old clubhouse but since moving to Cardiff then and maybe losing touch maybe the only rugby I saw then was I might go and see Cardiff or, or the Blues play but mostly you know Scarlet's on telly and stuff when they were pretty good to watch but since coming back as, in, as I mentioned earlier you know, I'd, I'd rather go down down to Newcastle and so I live I live probably about 20 minutes away in a car now up in Talgarreg in even deepest West Wales, um, so it's you know it, it's a it's a trek there. I was like, I used to walk down to the club, you know, but now I have to make the effort to drive. But going down there and just you know, I, I wasn't in the youth or anything. I I, I played minis and juniors with the with the famous uh, Win Leeds was running everything uh, back then. Win Thomas, but going through that and not going through youth, I, I don't think it's it, it might uh, it might put my comments in a bit of context that I might not know what I'm talking about. But uh, as my wife would say, but uh, going back there then, you know, 10 years ago and going back and maybe back on the tannoy, you know, and, and taking over from my dad and stuff. But I tell you the the one thing that really um, influenced me and really made me feel like it was part of a, a local close-knit community was when I moved back, my, my mother had cancer and she was ill. So she she died quite soon after I moved back, uh, back home. And when you know when you get your cards and flowers and stuff so you know the the one card that i really shed a tear was one from the from the rugby club and all the boys from the squad had signed it because mum was a real massive fan down there um i'm not sure the refs would agree but uh, she was she was really into a rugby and i think that that really touched me and i think since that point it's been you know there's been a connection that's that's Deeper than I than I thought it would go, basically. But um, yeah, I, I've I've never thanked the boys for that, but uh, that was a pretty nice touch. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your mother, but that, that's absolutely amazing to come from the club. I mean, you, you've got me choking up a little bit by you now. That's that that that's just amazing. So um, that's quite a lot we've gone through now. Um, so let's get on to some of the serious stuff. You know, I want to pint in the club out. How much is going to set me back? Now then. Uh, I was I was talking to a few Lampeter boys and they said they had like a, a like a membership card that would give them money off and so that's well we haven't got any of that faff down in Newcastle you know we're true currencies down there we'll take anything you've got basically but so uh, at the moment and as you can expect you know prices going up etc but Guinness is four pound fifty which is pretty good basically for a Guinness around that area we got um, that the posh the posh lager. What's the posh lager now in rugby clubs, Martin? What is it? Posh lager. Is that Carlin? No. <laughs> it's Madri. Madri is the posh Madri, lager. Madri, oh. Yes. Now Foreign lager. Lovely. But, so a Madri is £4.30. And then your Carling, if you if you fancy a pint, if you, if you don't want to taste anything, it's four quid. Uh, so any lag inside of £4, worthy is £4. And one, one thing, you know, as, as a... Bit of 
I, you know, I like my bitter, but worthy, you know, it, it's a safe bet, worthy, if you're out all day. But if you want to fancy a change, I've been going to the to the local breweries and, well, a bit further afield than local, maybe. But um, we've got two kegs of moose pills, uh, purple moose, coming down uh, on Saturday. So they have a brewery in Borthnadog. Uh, and they got, oh, they got a, you know, elderflower beer and stuff. So it's it's really oh, lovely stuff. So that's about four pound a pint if you want, if you want to taste something. So you got, uh, we got, and a couple of other breweries, more local then. We, um, we got Mantle in. Mantle is in uh, Cardigan. So we got Moho and Kuru TV there. You got Bluestone Brewery then down uh, in North Pems. So you got um, your Rock Hopper and stuff like that. So, yeah, we try and get it, especially when we've got, you know, big games. It, it's it's a risk, isn't it? You know, if you buy a keg of 70 pints, you want to, if yeah. you tap it, you have to sell it because we're not open maybe all week every day it's you know we, we have to try and sell it all in one day so yeah since we know Chrometh are coming we should be all right so we got two kegs coming on on saturday from uh, moose pills but uh yeah for the big games you know we've got Nabeth coming up now and uh breck and end of season you know we, we'll have a couple of guest sales from from different local breweries but um yeah pretty reasonable you know for four pound fifty is the going rate i think these days to be fair um I remember the days of two pound pints and stuff, but yeah, that's that's long gone unfortunately. So uh, yeah, so but uh, and you know the Aneris keeps the bar so so well. It's you know it, it everything tastes good. You'll say it like that. A nice a nice clean pint there. No, that that I'll be honest, that that's a brilliant thing to do. You know every every big game get it get a new new yeah. game. That's that's awesome. That's a brilliant experience to have. Yeah, I really love that. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, uh, and so, you know, someone like, um, you know, like Purple Moose, as in fair play to them, I said, oh, fancy two kegs just to see what goes. They sent two kegs down. They sent 12 glasses down. They sent a box of 12 samples. So I'm not sure anyone else on the committee saw those, but uh, they were all nice. And, <laughs> and a little Purple Moose teddy and a bottle opener. They really, you know, they threw the boat out and... You know, fair play, as in we'll keep going back to them, as in you know if, if you if you just send a few samples and fair play to them. So um, no, I'm I'm very impressed with them. So yeah, those are the go-to guys at the moment. So if any other breweries want to send me some freebies, you know I, I you've got an easy way into the club last way. So if if you need an extra clubhouse on your right on your register, message Guion, send him a teddy and a sample. You'd be banging there. That's all, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Let's uh, let's put some players to shame by you then. So uh, who's the worst dressed in the club? Oh, this this was a tough one. As in, you know, you've got your you're usually socials and stuff like that, and you know, you've got some very dubious outfits. I remember <laughs> Oshan Davis. Now I was talking about earlier. He they went. Oh, where did they go? They went on a you know pre-season tour to somewhere. I think it was up in Liverpool, and he was wearing one of those you know wrestling outfits. That was well more revealing than than it should be really. But uh, I, I tell you, you know who? Now then, Chris Jones now is is our secretary. And he's you know, he's on the WRU board. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he wears the same red jumper every week. See when he when he's around, this big red jumper like pull on X like that. Best dressed I call him, uh, Chris. Lovely. Uh, but and uh, maybe Dan Dan Bach, uh, our winger. He every every wedding. He seems to be in. He seems like like a slightly different suit, and he, he's he's the most dapper, I'd say, at the moment, to be honest. And uh, yeah, worst dressed. I'm not sure to ask. There's a, I yeah, there's a few candidates, but I, I don't think I'd be able to to pinpoint anyone in particular, Martin. Sorry to disappoint you with that with that question. Oh no. So we just know Newcastle Emin as as a bad dress sense. There's so many contenders. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, let's think. What else for us? Uh, who's the first one to leave a club on a Saturday? Which player comes in, says hello, and then he's gone before you notice? No, the thing is, there's a few. I, I'm a I'm, I'm a slightly new father myself, so um, yeah, I'm I'm one of those culprits at the moment. As in, you know, basically, basically my my wife's scanning sheep this weekend, so the Cremich match. It, it's it's a bit you know because this has been rearranged. I didn't expect this, so it's bad timing. But basically, I'd be going to the match on the tannoy, greeting the the sponsors table, and then straight after, well, I might sneak one pint in, 
but uh, I'll have to go and relieve my mother-in-law of, of, of little Martha, to be honest. But uh, so I'm one of the first to leave. And, and there's a few, you know, there's a few new fathers in the mix now. You know, Alex is in there, Thier Jones, the the winger, Stefan now is going to be a father in June. So I think it's, and again, these are, you know, Thier, Steph, these boys are, are those youth players I was talking about earlier. They've just come up to 30. So I think they, well, they should be uh, more sensible this days, these days, but I'm, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either. I tell you one of the one of the first in there, and maybe the last to leave. You know, uh, is uh, is Nose. Now the Nose is oh, was it mid seventies. He used to play for the club. As he tells me every time every time he sees me, he was played for the club back in seventy seven when we started. He was a hardened you know coal miner down the pits. I said oh, hard as nails, and he's still going on away trips on the bus with the players. Every they picking up, pick, I think they pick him up in a bunch of grapes in the middle of town about I don't know half eleven or something, and then he's off with them for the day, man, and uh, enjoys himself. And he's uh, I, I'm not sure if he drinks beer. Actually, he's, he's always on the whiskeys and stuff like that. And he's oh, uh, he's a hero around town. Wow. Yes, yeah, but uh, he's one of the he's usually one of the first in there, and he's he's a oh, he's a big supporter of the club. There nearly every game, you know, and. Uh, yeah, fair play. He's he's hitting. He's past his peak, as we say. But yeah, he's still any excuse to get on the bus with the boys and, and support them away. I think he's probably our most. Um, he, he's the he's the most you know, away matches. He's he, he's there nearly every time. I'm sure he is. No, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, Guion, thank you so much. You've given us so much info into Newcastle. I mean, massive insight into the club and what an amazing place it sounds like. So I'm, I'm hoping many, many people get to listen to your amazing words about your club. And maybe we can get a few people to the turnstiles for you on Saturday. Thank you so much, Guion. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for the invite. Nice to talk to you. Do you Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Scarlet's Fever podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to us as it really helps us spread the word. You can find us on all the usual social media channels or email us on welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. And remember, whatever the question, rugby is always the answer. Podcast Network.